Welcome to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday podcast from Life Dean. Reflections on the upcoming Catholic Mass readings so you can make the most of your Sunday. Here's your host, the Bible geek, Mark Hart. Welcome back to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Mark Hart. Let's take a look at the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. You know why I love the prophets? Because when you look at the prophets from a wide angle, from the big perspective, and you remember that these guys didn't, most of them did not know each other. Most of them were not contemporaries. Most of them didn't live in the same city or region. They were living hundreds of miles apart. They were living, you know, decades, even hundreds of years apart. Yet all the prophets... Okay. Well, all the prophecies come true in Jesus Christ. All these prophecies that God had promised 500 and 200 years and 800 years ahead of time all come to fruition. You start to see that God has a plan. God has a strategy. God is not reactive. God is proactive. In this first reading from Malachi this week, you're going to hear these words. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. Now, who prepares the way? As we heard in the last couple Sundays, John the Baptist, right? He's the one that comes and prepares the way of the Lord. He actually literally says those words in one of the Gospels, prepare the way for the Lord. Now, Malachi says this over four centuries, over 400 years before John the Baptist shows up. And this is one of those moments where you say, well, what does that really matter, Mark? I mean, it's it's 2020. What does it matter about the prophets? Those guys live like, you know, over 2,000 years ago, 2,400 years ago, 2,700 years ago. Why does it matter? Because this is where you start to see the mind and the heart of God. And when you can see that God is not reactive, that God has a plan and that God has timing, then we should be able to see that since God doesn't change, the same God that had a plan and perfect timing back then is the same God who has a plan and perfect timing for your life right now that God doesn't change. God does not react like we react. God is proactive. So even when bad things happen in our life and we react, what God, what we can trust in God is that God is proactive. And even if bad things are happening, even if God allows certain things to happen, it's not because he doesn't love us. That ultimately, even when those bad things occur, if God allows it, if it's part of his will, that those two are going to lead us to holiness, lead us to sanctity, lead us ultimately to heaven. Because as it says in Romans, all things work for the good. But who is your king? Who is the king of glory? The psalm is going to ask. It's the Lord. You have to believe at that point that, you know what, the Lord doesn't just want life for you. He wants good things for you. And that's how you're able to trust him. You have to believe that the Lord deep down is good and the Lord wants good things for you. And this is why the writer of the Hebrews in the second in the second reading is trying to, to connect dots, right, for the people that are reading it. He's trying to connect the dots and say, listen, the, the mystery that was that was there, okay, this is how it all kind of came to be. And he starts walking us through how Jesus is the culmination, okay, how Jesus is the one who came to destroy death. He's the one that came to defeat the devil, to, to, to defeat slavery. And he walks us all the way back through the angels and through the Abraham and Abraham's descendants and everything that God suffered. He's trying to connect these dots to say, look, even Jesus suffered, but that didn't mean that God wasn't with him. Even Jesus suffered, but it didn't mean that God didn't have a plan. Jesus was the plan. Jesus became the plan. And that's really good to remember when you hear this gospel reading, because during the presentation of the Lord, this is one of the joyful mysteries of the rosary, yet it doesn't sound all that joyful, 
right? Simeon is going gonna, is gonna to lay eyes on Jesus and go, okay, that's the one. That's what we've been waiting for. He's the Messiah. He's going to be the one that's going to save everybody. I can die now. I've seen it all, okay? And then you're thinking, okay, well, that's, that's kind of a morbid way to start, right? He's, he's getting presented. This guy's like, okay, take me now, God. Kill me. He's the one. And then we go on to hear that Mary's heart is going to be pierced. I mean, first you have first you have Simeon saying, this kid is going to be responsible for the rise and fall of a lot of people. And then you have Anna, this holy woman, and she comes up and says, Mary, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer because of this child. Now, this is not a joyful mystery. It is a mystery. It doesn't seem that joyful. So why do we call it a joyful mystery? Because when you have the, lar- the larger perspective, when you see that God's not reactive, you see that God is actively trying to save us, you start to see that even in moments of suffering, that God's love doesn't change. God's love does not abandon us. That God's love is trying to save us. He's actively trying to save us. And, and to do so, that might require a little suffering here and there, but in the end, it's going to be okay. In the end, God's glory is going gonna, is gonna to win out. In the end, we're all going to be saved. You see... If we have the perspective of God and realize that he's not reactive, then we remember even in those moments of suffering, even those moments of waiting like Malachi, like, like the suffering, the second reading, even in these moments when we have bad news or hard news or a tough situation in front of us that we can't control like in the gospel, we remember that God is good and God desires good things for us. And it makes us easy, it easier for us to trust in him and to trust in his plan and in his timing even when we can't see how the story is going to end. Stick with God and trust that the end of the story is going to be glorious. For more Catholic content, check out lifeteam.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember to subscribe to this podcast for weekly reflections. God bless. God bless.